This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Um. Hey, gang. Yeah, I got one thing I wanna um I wanna say to everyone before we really get this uh, episode started, and that's I'm back. Um. Welcome back, gang, to another episode of American Arts and Culture Review. Joey's super cool food review. Yes. Um. Which mean um my wife are diving right back into it. We're having a blast. Is he back? Oh, he or didn't did he go leave? anywhere. No, he didn't go damn place. But what do you mean you're diving back into? We're checking him out again. Well, you, in, remember uh, when, what he said to you on your birthday? Or on your wedding day? Yeah. Incredible. But it made you feel uncomfortable. Well, of course. I can't watch shit like that. Why? I don't know. I just can't. Sorry, Gabe. We're going to be eating on the pod today. We're having a big celebration. Because, um, we're back. <laughs> well, tell them where you where you went. Are you not? I made him. We meet me. We went to Switzerland. We went to Switzerland. We went to Switzerland. Tell them you guys don't. We're making a We made a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's about Clay. He gets bonked on the head, and he he goes to heaven. And he has to uh, suck off all the angels. So you can go back to Earth. You sock them. Yeah, it's unrated. You it's unrated. You gotta nah. sock them all off. Right? Well, there's a, you gotta sock them all off. Which so means you, I take off their socks. Yeah. And then I fart back into here. I really just gave away the whole movie. So, where's that? We did that. And we're back now. We're beak. We're beak. And we're eating chips. So, um, if you subscribe to the Patreon, those are candy boys. But normal podcasts, we're the chip, chip boys. I feel like we've been the Margarita Boys. Yeah. Oh, haven't we? I don't think you could say anything more incorrect. Yeah, I think correct. So, but it's okay because we've been gone for a while, which gave us a lot of time to watch the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. All of the Snyders. Oh yeah. Watch both versions. Yeah. Did and you know there's another hashtag trending right now? The real one because they they cut out the Green Lantern. Well, no, I didn't even know about that. Tell me about that. He wanted to have the Green Lantern at the end of the movie, and Warner Brothers refused. Because Warner Brothers has a Green Lantern show they're developing right now? Yeah, well, people love shows. They can't get enough of shows, and if, if a movie comes out and, like, uh, disrupts their TV show, you can, can't be having that. Are you being fascist right now? Yes, I'm being fascist right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm over shows. Yeah, me too. I hate fucking TV. Are you kidding me? Only TV that I like is that new glass-blowing competition show, Netflix. Whitney made me watch one time, and I actually enjoyed it because it's really short. 
What about the sword? The sword? The sword show? Sword? Forged, forged in fire? Is a sword making show? Right. Sword making competition show? Wait, swords or swordsmen? Swor- it's swor- swords. Swords. They so make are you swords. Saying, are you, do you mean to say swords or swordsmen? Swords. 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 Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking of Vince Swartzman. And he's on... Um, well, he's he at, did Rushmore. He's a smartass. Yeah, he's a smartass from um, uh, Parks and Recreation. And the fucking little smart guy, um, Rushmore. I love Rushmore. Is that true? Yeah. I love Rushmore. Rushmore? Yeah. Well, so, listen, I'm off TV altogether. I tried to watch WandaVision, nothing against it, just couldn't. I'm just, like, sick of TV shows. So I'm a gamer now. As Rod and Clay have seen today, I play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater in front of them. And then uh, I'm downloading some Batman games. You're downloading a game while you're playing a game. It's fucking sick. And that's freaking uh, 2021 for you. But, so are you aware? This year's been a dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, um, this year has or last year? I don't know. Um, Rod, you need. Rod, you're you're. I, don't, I can't tell if you're being fascist. Why is your place so loud? Can you, you ask me to turn the heat on? I didn't say that. All right, I'll turn it off. I'll be right back. Can you hear it on the pod? Well, I don't know. I can hear it in real life. Is it bothering you? Yeah, kind of is. Where's that coming from? I think right over there. Wow. You got a vent right there. I think that's probably hot. Oh. <laughs> Which should really be able to control it on his phone. Yeah, why not? What's wrong? Dude, why do you have a dumb house? Because it's... I don't know. Have you not smartified your house yet? You fucking no. bimbo. Alright, but the other hashtag. Release the Schumacher cut. Excuse me? Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Of what... Of what? Batman Forever. Apparently they had to cut 45 minutes out of it. And they've released some of the scenes. People are losing it. (laughs) Huh. They want to release the Schumacher cut. I mean, I'm in. I'm all for it. I'm I'm all in. I'm loving these directors, new director movies. These old movies that are new because they get to. It's like, yeah, what, what else is streaming for? Did they yeah. do that with um, Blade Runner 40 times? They did it with Apocalypse Now, Redux, Director Cut. Yeah. I, I say, yeah, let the movie be one way in the theater, then release it, and then do it the director's ideal vision for streaming because who cares if it's four hours long? Yeah. Do I like the Snyder Cut? I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. That's what I'll say. You like I, it more than the original, right? Oh, no question. It's like a... I'd say it's a... Hundred times better of a movie. But Josh, 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 Josh. I say you call him Josh. Yeah. He said that's not that version is not even his version. Right. He's. I didn't make that one either. Actually, nobody made that one. Who was the auteur behind the first one? What the hell? A lot of people don't know. It's Greg Barrett. Oh, really, Greg Barrett? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. It's Greg Barrett. Wow. I heard you. I heard you got help with Kevin Pollock. Yeah, yeah, Greg Barrett and Kevin Pollock teamed together, and yeah, they just... So I've been calling it the Ween Cut, and I'm wrong. It's the Greg Barrett. Yes. Kevin Pollock Cut. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I asked that when I knew the answer the whole time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Remember, um, heads up, gang. What made me sit? Made me sit through it. The fuck was that? What's going on with your this house? Chair, this chair pops. It's, it's got old nuts in it. What were you saying, Clay? I have something in common with that chair. Um, <laughs> you got old nuts in you? Yeah. Clay. I was born with old nuts. You know about that? Mm-mm. You got a brand new boy. The nuts are old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the doctor told my parents. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So what were you about to say? I don't know. Something about my nuts being old? No. You want to know what the doctor said when I came out? No. What was it, Rod? I don't remember. Rod, come on. You've been writing this whole episode down. Just go to your notes. Was it something about Kevin Pollack? No, it wasn't. Uh Uh-uh. Really, Greg Barrett, then. Oh, no. Who's Greg Barrett? He's a comedian. Yeah. He used to have... I mean, he... I used to see him all over the place. He did a bit about a shake weight. I mean, I'm sure he's like very successful. It's just I don't see him as much. Right. What happened to Christopher Titus? That's a real question. Oh, he's like just a, a comedian who's constantly on tour, bleeding heart uh, liberal. Yeah. I imagine he's alienated a lot of his like blue collar. Blue collar. What was his thing? He liked cars. He like I, I in my mind, yeah, he likes like engines and cars. And he's stuff. a hot rod comedian. Yeah, right. But uh, I'm feeling like maybe that's not the case uh, in reality. I feel like it was just for the show. I loved the show. Well, I love the show. Boy, too. I love. It. I, and I don't know how many episodes there were. There just weren't enough. Though I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Release the release the Titus cut for sure. Release the Titus. He cut. goes. I did already. Watch it. Remember when everybody made fun of that dude? What's the guy's name who did Mad About You? You have his book. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Couldn't tell you. Paul? Paul Reiser? Paul Reiser. Everybody made fun of Paul Reiser on Twitter because he some emails of his leaked about why they won't release his show on DVD. They made fun of him for that? And I'm like, you mean like his life's work? Yeah. Why don't you want that on DVD? Why why would you be making fun of him for that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he wants... (laughs) He wants Mad About You on DVD. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fair. I I think another thing is... He makes money off of that. Fucking yeah. Reasonable reasonable thing for somebody to want. And everybody's roasting him like, I don't understand the fucking joke. So I watched Diner. Have you seen that before? Uh-uh. Is it related to dinner? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in it. And he's also an alien or aliens. Oh, yeah. He is an alien. Is it aliens or alien? He's definitely an aliens. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, every. I remember being a kid going, oh, I, "Here's Albert Brooks again. I love him." In which one? Uh, when, well, there's three yeah. guys. There's the guy. Well, I didn't know he was Albert Brooks. It's just like Taxi Driver, Batman, and oh, aliens. Arliss. Yeah, I go. Oh, they're all the same. Here's guy. the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> Arliss guy from Batman. Yeah, he plays Knox, uh-huh. Paul Reiser, and Albert Brooks. To a six-year-old kid who's just waiting for Joker to fall into the goo, oh yeah, you're thinking, we love to see it. We love to see this guy. <laughs> we love to see Arliss also be in Mad About You yep. and also be in Diner and also be in Taxi. Our <laughs> five-year-old Clay's favorite movie, Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver. Oh, there it is. Here's Arliss again. 
Awesome. My dad loved Arliss. He a sports agent in that? Yeah. Gotta love it. Why Gotta was like it. sports agent? Why was that such an interesting job? And in- it's still it is to this day. I guess that I other- was thinking about this the other day because like what, there's so many movies that are about directors or actors or really directors and agents and shit. Yeah, and it's just endless drama for nothing. Yeah, and that's why they're interesting movies to watch is because at the end of the day, none of that shit means anything. Right, and so the stakes like feel important. But but then you walk out of the movie and you're like, ah, who cares? It's like watching like Entourage. Yeah. You're like, at the end of the day, these are all rich guys and this doesn't matter. Yeah. But for 30 minutes, I cared about it. And boy, do you care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Entourage is easily, and I've seen a lot of good TV shows. Best, most enjoyable experience I've ever had watching a show is Entourage. Yeah. And I've watched it with Clay in our youth. <laughs> I loved it. Loved every second of it. And I watched it with Mitra in, in my adult life as a domesticated couple with dating a, a woman who's, who's never seen Entourage and has nothing invested, was, didn't even give a fuck about Hollywood until five years ago. So why would she care? And then she loved every second of it. Yep. <laughs> we watched the movie. wasn't long enough. Yeah. Bad. Oh, it's bad though. But oh, it's love every second of it. I don't know. What was the movie? What's the plot? You mean? Yeah. Hyde, Hyde, his directorial debut that is winning, gonna win all the awards. Hyde. Oh, he's comes a out. DJ. Yeah, he's a DJ. So good. I don't. I really don't believe that a movie about a DJ could win an award. It did, and I think Johnny Drama wins the best actor or something. Yeah, but it's unbelievable to me. Well, yeah. Rod, you're wrong. What about We Have Friends? Or We're Your Friends? No, We Have Friends. <coughs> I've, I never saw it. I don't know. You never saw We Are Friends? No. Did you see it, Clay? Yeah, of course. I saw it in the theaters. You crazy? I saw it with you, I guess. Yep. Remember he gets inspired by the buzz of the electric poles or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hears music everywhere. Because he hears, oh, that's a song. That's a song. He, he, his neighbor's playing the drums. That's a song. <laughs> his neighbor's playing guitar. Ooh, that's a song. <laughs> this is Zac Efron. Well, at the end, he's he can't remember how to be a DJ because he's sad because his friend died, and then he listens to a clip of his friend like. Remember that scene something? after his friend's like, "Your friend died. I'm so sorry. I know. Wait, what are these buttons? Yeah, you know, what is this record thing?" And then he goes and he DJs and using clips of his friend who died, his voice. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. And like a telephone pole. Make us annoying. <laughs> to the mic, my man. Yeah, we're doing a podcast with. Sorry, man, I've been out of it. Oh my god, you've been playing too many games, my man. Yeah. We're so, going to have to replace the mic with a gamer headset. Are y'all, would y'all be injured? Clay's never even watched... Snyder Cut. I do. I saw like four hours of it. Oh yeah, wait. We watched it together, but you bailed it the in the final scene. Yeah, I don't think so. The something was done. Something was something. I don't know. But what about when Superman comes in and you're and you're and you're just absolutely shouting because you're so excited? And Superman, sh- sh- I la- I don't think Clay saw that. That's when he left. That's insane. He's eye lasering off the horns of the guy. Oh. And he's punching all of his armor off. Fuck, it's so sick. It was cool to see Superman beat up the guy. I was just too busy laughing at the Flash. 
my stomach was hurting. I had to leave. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It is genuinely funny when he, for some reason, he grabbed a hot dog he put in his pocket. Remember yeah, that? yeah. But then it, you realize he grabs the hot dog so he can feed it to the dog. Well, that was like I, I that was, was like, like that he grabs a hot dog. I was like, yeah, he grabbed the hot dog. It'd so be very he, funny if it. Didn't, I thought he was going to put the hot dog in the girl's mouth. If it didn't come up later, he just had the hot. It, he just mm-hmm, did the hot dog mm-hmm, in the pocket and mm-hmm. never comes back up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like easy. You make you do that part and then like fucking thirty minutes into the movie, he's doing something else and he goes, "Why do I have a hot dog in my pocket?" <laughs> <laughs> But there is a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense about his, like... About tapping into the speed force? Yeah. Yeah. I saw... Also, if he can do that so effortlessly, just, like, do that all the time for every mistake that's ever happened. Doesn't he need electricity? Isn't there electricity No, he learns at the end that he doesn't need any... No, that's a... Right? Good time to learn about that. That he doesn't need what? He doesn't need a, like. There's nothing. He just needs to go really, really fast, and then he can turn time all messed up. Right. Yeah, but there's there's consequences. Like what? You make a flashpoint. Oh, so when he did that in Justice League, Snyder. What's could. a flashpoint? Can you explain this? So thing? a flashpoint is just like a, where you make an alternate. You basically make an alternate timeline. Gotcha. So when he did that, there is a timeline that Batman is dreaming of. Yeah. Where. Flash was not able to succeed, and like everything is all dusty and yeah. Shitty. That's the, I think that's the other timeline. So why is Batman able to dream of this shit? I don't I don't know. He just sees the visions of it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You, do you really honestly love it? I keep thinking more and more about Ben Affleck as Batman in the Snyder world, yeah. uh huh, and the Justice League, and I like that he is like a a hopeful Batman who like has regrets about how he handled Superman before mm-hmm. and that he's like faith Alfred you gotta have faith mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like yeah that's kind of nice he's old he's like 50 he's probably towards the end of his Batman career he has yeah. to assemble the Justice League and he's just has nothing but hope I like that but I hate the other Batman versus Superman and I tried to watch that like a couple days ago and oh it's you it's Ooh. so boring. It's so boring, except for when Batman is fighting like bad guys. That's cool. Yeah. Right. But other than that, it's just like you know more. No I gotta say, fight. when oh. Batman fights Superman, it is a very cool fight. But to get there, it's like two and a half hours. Oh boy, of just a very boring movie. When I see Batman, um, or Ben Affleck as Batman, my first thing I think is. This is absolutely not my thing and will never be my thing. <laughs> you, it is one of my favorite versions Same. of Batman is Batman as the manager of the Justice League. Yeah. I like him being he has to like figure out everyone's schedule or whatever. Oh god. <laughs> and Ben Affleck cannot shake like even in his performances and I've always been a Ben Affleck apologist. Like I like his movies. I think he's a great actor. But he can't shake that he just looks like a guy who's dealing with a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Even so when he was in... married, he was just like a guy who's dealing with a divorce. That's why he's so good in Gone Girl. Oh, he's perfect in Gone Girl. He's <laughs> his best casting ever. And sometimes I don't even know if... I don't even know with Ben Affleck that he knows what he possesses. I'm sure he does, obviously, because he's like a good director and shit. 
but he has that quality of like I don't know, but he, I just oh whoops, I'm absolutely watchable. <laughs> you know? And I bet you he's a fun guy to hang out with, but there's probably so many rules to hanging out with him because he's he just seems like he's he's going through some shit. Who is the smart who is the smart guy behind um the fucking um the Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. Well, you know, they used to make fun of the like it's obviously Matt Damon, but then Ben Affleck comes and writes all these movies that like win Oscars and shit. Right. Um I don't know. And looking back, like I love Goodwill hunting. Yeah. But Ben Affleck is so good in that movie too. It's like his funniest performance oh dude he's the fucking best in it are you kidding me that's a great movie do you how much do you think it must have just been matt damon's idea right that movie that's how matt damon gets away with being the star um yeah i guess so i mean i can't i want to rewatch it god that's a classic fucking movie because (laughs) gus van sant directing this sucker this is I mean, Elliot Smith, it's got all the things. Yeah, it's got stuff. every piece of it. Robin Williams, are you kidding me? It's just, I, I read a book about it. I can't remember which book it was. It must have been Down and Dirty Picture Show a, while, a long time ago. And right, sit down. How many? <laughs> it took years to yeah, get it made. How dirty they get? And they were still like 24 when it came out. And they've been working on it since they were t- fucking 20 or something. That's a, God. So Ben Affleck has he has written movies since then. Yeah, he did Gone Baby Gone. He did Argo, and he did The Town. He wrote Argo. I don't know if he wrote them, but he directs. If, if you're a director, you're still just picking every second of a movie apart and like rewriting it in some he way. He wrote Gone Baby Gone and The Town. Well, those are the two best ones. Okay. And he directed Argo. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see Live by Night because I don't like that era. He directed Argo, The Town, Gone Baby Gone. I mean, these are all his movies. Whitney's favorite movie is The Town. Whoa, let's watch The Fucking Town. Maybe I'll do that tonight. I've never seen The Town. I've seen bits of it, and I'm like, this scene is fucking awesome, and then I don't watch any of it. Oh, Clay, I had a Clay moment a couple days ago. forgot to wipe her ass and went to bed. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching The Handmaiden. I've never seen The Handmaiden. Uh-huh. The, is that Korean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. And uh, and I was like, why did I never watch this? And I was watching I love it. But it, takes me, it took me 15 minutes to just accept that this took place in the 30s. Oh, and I'm boy. just like, oh, I don't like the 30s. Yeah, exactly. Just like, in general, I don't love how the 30s feel. Yeah. As, as a decade. Wow. But I got to just really commit. And then after about 10, 15 minutes, I decide, all right, this is the reality. Boy, if this was the 80s, though, woo. You know what I could do? <laughs> or the I could, 70s? I could do Chinatown. What is Chinatown? 50s? That's 30s. 30s? That makes sense. That does it's either sense. the 20s or the 30s, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I think it's the 30s. I can like do Chinatown. Old, like gangster movie? No, dude. It's, you don't like it? No, I like it. It just takes me a lot of... It's like, it's like I know that I'm going to have a good time if I go surfing, but the thought of just, like, fucking having to do all that shit. You got to wake up early. You got to put on a goddamn wetsuit and, like... 
But as soon as I get out there, I'm going to enjoy it. That's how I feel with watching a movie that takes place in the 30s. Honestly, it's kind of how I feel about watching movies lately. Just in general. Yeah, well, yeah. So, YouTube's about, really poisoning my fucking peanut brain. There's nothing for me on YouTube anymore. <laughs> I gotta turn not, YouTube you're off. You're not looking. Other than enough. the release, the Schumacher cut that I watched a couple days ago. You're, you've done all your mojos. But I don't on. like the same shit that you like. Clay will watch just a guy like show you how to golf for two yeah. hours. I don't like that. I like like... The story of the script of The Mask 2. Yeah. Which we watched. uh, Yeah, I've watched other of his videos. Jamie Kennedy has a YouTube channel now, and he wrote, he made a a YouTube about how Son of the Mask got made. It was really interesting. He's really Really good. Yeah. And then he made another one where he reacts to a Daily Beast article about, like, uh, why were you in this, like, fucking anti abortion movie? And he goes, well, I'm a centrist, so, like, I like to hear both sides. And I didn't really know the aspect of, like, you know, the fucking movie. I didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then you look at it, it's a fucking John Voight movie called Roe vs. Way. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. Oh, boy. And uh, it's fucking trash. It looks like the most propagandist, like, garbage. Um, Fucking, that's a centrism fucking... That's what really poisons your fucking brain. Well, you gotta see both sides. You gotta see their side. Oh, well, I guess I'm not really doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Sound like a real leftist saloon over here. Imagine being a centrist. How <laughs> funny that would be. <laughs> you probably wake up every morning just like blink, blink, blink. Another perfect night of sleep. There's nothing keeping me awake. I or? think that's the perfect example of centrism, though. Of like doing the bidding of like these hard right shit and just going, I have no problem with it. I like to see everyone's side. Mm-hmm. I'll, I love to hear both sides. Oh, yeah, while you're doing them a huge favor, hanging out in this like fucking and they're paying message. you. Yeah, that's too bad because his videos are his videos where he talks about his career are really interesting. When he talks about being cast in Scream and how he wasn't supposed to be cast in Scream too. But how they ended up writing him into the script and working with Wes Craven. Oh, my God. You see the video where he says why Hollywood's dying? I started watching that for five minutes, and then I realized, like, this isn't what I I was hoping. Oh, I like it. What is it? It's just him having the issues of, like, why, like, studio heads don't take risk on things. And, like, you know, he had a show in development about, like, divorce couples, like, competing to see who keeps what in their house. And then, and then the show never went, but it took like 10 years, and the reason why it didn't went, go is because it's like, divorce is such a touchy topic. And it's like, when are you learning this? Like, we talked about this when I sold the show. Like, Oh, yeah. How is this new information? I mean, that's a very funny idea. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app.
if we're like a game show. Well, <laughs> he's like, well, could it just be roommates? Well, well it is dying. Room. They're not wrong. But Shiva Baby's doing well. I still need to see it. Well, actually, I don't even know. Like, do, is it doing well? Or you is are it just really like, doing press for them. Well, because it's a movie that my friends made, and people are actually having the opportunity to see it. That's like pretty rare. Yeah. And it is a movie that I feel like has is broad enough to for like our parents to watch it and like it. You, do you mean because there was uh, girls in it? That's I don't think you can say that, dude. Oh, because they're broads. Yeah, I don't a couple think of broads. A... I think that's okay. Yeah, I love I love broad comedy. A couple yeah. of broads. Oh my god, a couple of broads. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's what it means, and I'm, I'm I didn't mean a trigger. I guess that's good. Because I get a little trigger. I mean, I agree. I think that a couple of broads in a comedy is <laughs> now you. Right, when you say it, it, there's something about when Rod says it, though, that makes it feel kind of different, you know. You see a few broads at the comedies, it's pretty, right, come on, it's good dude. stuff. I don't know what the problem is. All right, clip it, someone clip it. This is not Twitch. Sitting around, spread it like wildfire. Gang, this is not, this isn't Twitch, you don't, you don't clip it. I guess they could still clip it. Clip it. Clip it, snip it, pull it, pop it, twist it. Full pull it. Cool. Put your pants back on. But no, I'm done with YouTube. That's the truth. I'm done with that. It's over for me. Since you became a gamer? I started being a gamer yesterday. You on Twitch now? Nah, I think I'm too late to the Twitch game. I thought about going on Twitch, but now I just play, like, I go on Instagram Live and I play my new songs. I remember saying about that about Bitcoin. 25 people, and that does it for me. I don't need... Twitch. Bitcoin's at like $8,000 or something. Oh, I'm too late to the game. No, well, so I get fucking 40000 So you'd be rich if you... Well, I mean, I... That's the moral of the story. I play video to. games to about 20 people. Yeah, but you tell them when, right? Like, you plan it, and you're Not like, really. A lot of times my, I just kind of go on. Usually with me is I, I'll be like... I'll eat too much, and I'll be like, "Oh, I feel sick as fuck," but I need to let my food digest a little bit before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll go on Instagram Live and like you're loving the Instagram Live, fumble through a new song or whatever it is for about twenty minutes, and then bail. The thought of having to like plan it out that doesn't that doesn't seem nice. Instagram Live seems like the perfect platform. Mm-hmm. You can hop on whenever people don't really get notifications, but with they're on Instagram. A little thing, yeah, but even then, it. like I don't ever, I've never clicked on anybody's live. Yeah, because it says your name right when it it's comes em- up. It's yeah. very embarrassing. It says yeah, like Clay Tatum join, and I, I don't if want that. anybody I know. Like if anybody watches, they'll everybody in the comments just is like, "Tell them to join! Tell them to join!" Uh huh. You know, which is why can't you just turn that off? I, I wish you could, but you can't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Twitch is basically... To me, I think Twitch is basically the same thing, except you have more control over it. Yeah, but I can tune in, and it doesn't notify everyone. You're right. Um, but anyway, I have been doing that, and it's been nice, I guess. You like it? I'm sure people love it. I think the 25 people who watch it do. Or 30. I have a rule of I'll stop doing it when 30 people... When it becomes less than 30 people. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, but who... Like, I've never watched an Instagram Live before. Ever. I've watched a couple. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, why would you watch it? 
don't know. I, I guess if like my favorite musician or comedian, if Zach Galifianakis went on Instagram <coughs> Live, I'd probably check it out, see what yeah. he's doing. See what he's up to? Yeah. What do you think he's up to? Probably just like hanging out with his family. Yeah. Like, wherever he lives. Do new meeting have a meeting every day about the new movie that the director of fucking Napoleon Dynamite or something is doing. Right. Talking about that for a while. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Derek Hess or something? Jared Hess. Jared Hess. Apparently Jared Hess. Apparently. Apparently. Jared Hess made a documentary. He used to be Mormon. He made a documentary about like leaving the Mormon church or something on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Never. Huh. Somebody was telling me about it the other day, but never even heard of it. I do remember hearing that he was Mormon, though. Yeah. Can you believe that? Think about making Napoleon Dynamite as your first movie. Oh, my God. It must, yeah, that's probably impossible. It's like you're never going to. It's like a genuinely funny movie that's interesting and new. Weird and as like fuck. Weird and like, yeah, yeah. And never, was a huge hit. Yeah. You can never recreate it. It's, that's well, he all And then what's crazy about him is like his style is so that. That is like his very specific style. Well, he did it twice and then he left it, right? No. All of his movies are that style. Well, Nacho Libre. Well, yeah. One even them. Masterminds. That Zach Galifianakis movie that I I love. Yeah, I don't really see the style in that. I like Masterminds. Me too, but it's, it's like it came weird... out like four. It clearly came out four years after they made it. Yeah, because of who's involved, the time, the way it looks and feels, and then also just if you read about it, well, it like got held up in some weird legal shit. It's definitely like a movie that feels. Even if it would have came out like four years before that, it feels way more like a '90s movie than it does mm-hmm. like a mid 2000s movie or whatever. Oh Early yeah, 2010s or whatever. And it's got the best joke in a feature film that I've seen in I don't know six years. Do you know what joke it is, Clay? I've never seen it actually. But I've I've told you the joke. I've seen scenes in this movie where she accidentally pricks her left breast with. Some roses with yeah. some thorns, mm-hmm. and he it, there's blood, yeah. a little bit of blood, yeah. and he goes, "Do you know where I'm going with this?" Uh oh, and he goes, "Oh, that's weird." And she goes, "What?" And he goes, "There's blood," and she's like, "Well, yeah, sorry, I got pricked with a rose." And he goes, "I thought there'd be milk." <laughs> that's not bad. Did you say that's not bad? Yeah, that's pretty good. Why is hey, it that's not, good. Why is it only not bad to you? Uh, Alright, you've changed. <laughs> oh, I got chips on my mind, I'm sorry. Would you guys watch the Schumacher cut? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> you kidding me? You've never even finished the Schneider cut. Maybe you watch Shiva Baby, though. Some... I'd see that in IMAX. Shiva Baby is a movie that you would actually like. I though. know, dude. I mean, you won't freaking shut up about it. I'd watch any of these movies in IMAX. Um, Clay made fun of me just now. <laughs> Rod, you need to defend me. Yeah, defend him, man. Good night, my man. Clay, don't be nice to your friend, okay? All right, Rod's harassing me. Wait, can you stand up? Rod, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm going to kick you out of my house. Um, what about the Cinerama Dome? Oh, that? Is that going to stay around? No, dude. It's going to turn to luxury apartments. No, somebody's going to buy the Cinerama Dome. Whether it's Disney or Netflix or oh, Amazon. Oh, Disney. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. Don't you think one of them is going to buy it? Yes, dude. 
they've got to buy it. Or like, because it's like iconic. It's, it's iconic so cool. Landmark. I thought that about Amoeba, though. This is what you're going to do. Buy the Cinerama dough. Put some Mickey ears on it. Buy Scooby-Doo. And do the Scooby-Doo uh, universe. Mm-hmm. But the, well, the, Clay, the Cinerama dome has been there for for decades. Like Amoeba's only been there for, it's like it's less than 90s. 15 years or something. No. no. It didn't, it's I thought it opened like 2000 something. If they turn them, if, if y'all are wrong, and they do turn them into apartments, do we all get a place there? Yeah, yeah. we all got to move in. I, it's been Amoeba's been around since maybe the late '90s or early 2000s. The one maybe in Berkeley. No, because I moved here in 2006 and it was here then. And then I was just talking to a, a friend of mine whose dad built the first the Amoeba on the Sunset Strip or on on Sunset, and he said when he was a little kid he lived in the uh, like parking lot of where Amoeba is right now while they were building it in a trailer that his dad lived in as a contractor um while he was visiting la and so that means it must have been at least like the early 2000s that makes sense well so less than 20 years though maybe yeah but who knows maybe it's been there for 40 years we don't know we don't know way to know way to find out yeah that's a good point yeah it's just crazy to think of that like area without any so now what? You drive... Dude. And now it's just going to be Jack in the Box? The iconic Jack in the Box, yeah. <laughs> Jack in the Box in the uh, Free People store. Oh, or that one place where they had the open mic. Outside or something. I think what? it was the Free People store that had an open Wasn't mic. Wasn't there a comedy thing outside <laughs> the um, Urban Outfitters? Oh, I didn't know <laughs> if there was... That pharmacy. Was there a comedy thing? I mean, yeah. I, someone took me there to see a fucking comedy thing I had to sit through. Really? Yes. Must have been me. I'm so, I don't I think remember we, even going. I remember going to a comedy show there. I know Billy Corgan played a show there once. Yeah, it was some comedy thing. And then they're, you know. Owner of the National Wrestling Alliance, Billy Corgan? Really? Is that true? Yeah. Tell us about this wrestling show you watched with Bunny Man. WrestleMania? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about it. Well, WrestleMania is, Tell of course. Tell us about this new program. WrestleMania is, of course, the biggest wrestling show um, produced by the WWE every year. As uh, a two-night environment. No, no, no. Um, World Wrestling Entertainment. Worldwide environment. Oh, okay. Um, and it's been going on this maybe the thirty-seventh year, thirty-eighth year. That's and, uh, how old my dad is. Crazy. I was about to say that's older than my dad. Oh. <laughs> And uh, Bad Bunny was there, and he wrestled, and he did a, he actually did a really great job. Now, he seems like a nice guy. He definitely seems like a good guy. Seems like a guy who you could talk to him about anything. Was Good Bunny taken? Yeah. What about Big Bunny? Big Bunny. Too much, big too much like Bug Bunny. What about Bug Bunny, and it's just a bunny mixed with a bug? That's actually a good idea. Now, have we seen the new Space okay, Jam Rod's trailer? writing it down like it's his idea. Interesting. I am writing it. I did write it down. Have we seen the new Space Jam trailer? I can, I'm yeah, gonna, I do. I'm going to go ahead and mail that to myself. I thought it was really smart. I thought it was interesting to go with the drama now. Take the drama version of it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the name. The I don't like the Goon Squad. What was it before? Um, the Monstars? The Monstars. Yeah. The Goon Squad versus the Toon Squad. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like the rhyme. I thought it was really interesting. I like the Monsters way better. No, I, I like I, this here, one. I gave my. Oh, so go ahead, Clay. 
I like it. I just like, I don't know. I just like, it's time for, for Space Jam to go serious and not what'd funny. You, what'd you think about the drugs in the movie? And the oh, drugs? <laughs> the drugs. Uh, you know. <laughs> the drugs from Clockwork Orange. The drugs are in it. Also. <laughs> no. I saw um, Pennywise is back there. The mask is in it. The mask? The mask? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's yeah. on the sidelines. The the droogs are in the sidelines. I don't know if they're rooting on the uh, the Toon Squad or the Goon Squad. Okay, well, all right. That but was I a cu- that myself, was a Kubrick I did dying. Give myself chills thinking about this the other day in the bathtub. LeBron and the Toon Squad. They're losing. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. But then a spaceship flies in. Who yeah. gets off the ship? Michael Jordan. Saves the day. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. Yeah. Well, you're a sports guy. Would that make you lose your lid? Yeah, I think I'd flip my lid. And he's with Batman. Batman's with him? <laughs> yeah. Ben Affleck Batman or a cartoon Batman? Christian Bale. <laughs> and Heath Ledger. <laughs> Digital Heath Ledger is there. No, Heath Ledger filmed this before he died. <laughs> Clay, would you lose your lid? Oh, of course, my man. Every time, um, every time Warner Brothers makes a movie, just in case they are going to make a, a new Space Jam, they ask you to do a little cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's the mask right there. Do you know? Whoa, Jim Carrey's in it. Yeah, Jim Carrey's in it right back there. Jeez. guy. That's, um, I don't know. That's like a weird. Do you guys know why the Iron Giant is a big deal? Why is he Did in all the movies? Just really now? want him to be a big deal. Do y'all remember seeing that at all? Nope. I like the movie. Rod, I My like the movie. Memory of Iron Giant. I think is you or no? It's our friend Matt telling me a story about watching Iron Giant with our friend Jeremy and his little brother, and his little brother stabbing him with a pencil. Never saw it. I remember maybe seeing clips of it and thinking it felt like really sad. It's a little bit sad. And it's a Steven Spielberg creation, or uh. Brad Bird, I think. And he's canceled. Brad Bird's canceled. Somebody's canceled from that world, right? The Pixar man. Um, I think the guy who's canceled is actually just in charge of Disney. What the hell? The dude who like directed Finding Nemo. Yeah, I think he's just in charge of Disney. Oh, okay. Well. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember Iron Giant being that big of a deal, but maybe it's just like something that critics loved and that like nobody, you know. But I don't know if if I don't feel like p- kids nowadays even watch like cartoons that are drawn. Well, I don't know what the kids are doing now. One thing I will say that is smart about the new Space Jam is like little kids. I don't feel like give a fuck about the fucking Space Jam. And then little tunes, tiny tunes running around. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I think that when we were kids, we we would watch tiny tunes. I mean, I mean, we would watch like Looney Tunes. It was on TV. Because, But this is something I was talking about with my dad. Our childhoods are more similar to our parents' childhoods than kids who are 10 years younger than us are to our childhoods because of like all of the new things. That they get to experience compared right. to what we had. Yeah. Like, Lo- Looney Tunes was still, like, the most popular cartoon ever when we were a kid. Yeah. And that's because there wasn't a lot of shit. There, like, still somehow wasn't a lot. Maybe episodes of Scooby-Doo and, like, I just sit through? Yeah. 
You just would watch anything that was a cartoon. Yeah. New or old. It didn't really matter to you? Mm-mm. Like, I have no... There's no reason I know who... Why I know who Jabberjaw is. Like, I don't need to know that. No. Like, it's... Like, the Flintstones? Yeah, I don't need Flintstones to. does not hold up, either. It's boring. I watch the Flintstones now, and I'm like, fuck this shit. Same with the Jetsons. I don't like either of those cartoons. <laughs> I love Scoob and the gang. I don't even like... Hey, I always hate Scooby-Doo. Clay! Well, like the thing name. about Scoob is that it's... I was always more of a pup-named guy myself. But I also well. like when Batman came on Scooby-Doo. Well, that's the thing. is my fr- I did have the Batman VHS of Scooby-Doo, too. and so I was watching that. And I think, honestly, that's probably just what I liked about Scooby-Doo. The other like Scooby-Doo is without um, them were the Globetrotters. I didn't care. No. Nah. But I was a huge, big pup-named guy. Pup mm. name is really funny. And people hate Scrappy-Doo. I'm like, give me more Scrappy. Who? Show me these people. There's people who hate Scrappy-Doo. What? Who, where? Who? Who do you hang out with? Where do you go when oh, I'm not dude. here? Oh, my God. Yeah, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. He hates Nick Kroll hates Scrappy-Doo? Nick hates Scrappy-Doo? <laughs> no, I don't. Just kidding. Nick Kroll's done. I'm going to whoop his ass. Nick Kroll, Andy, Nick Kroll and Andy Samberg, they hate Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> They're fucking stupid. They're always man. talking about fucking Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> you know so what? When stupid. this pandemic is over and we hang out with Nick Kroll and Andy Samberg... Well, they're on the podcast. whoop their ass yeah. about this Scrappy-Doo shit. Because they're all... I'm in a text chain with them where they're just talking shit on Scrappy-Doo. You don't throw your fucking phone away? I've broken so many phones. Well, I didn't and then I, I always that. say, "What about? but what about that pup named? And they go, well, we... That's great. That we you know how many times I trip over your bag of phones? <laughs> Broken phones. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this new Suicide Squad um, trailer? I did watch it. I, had, I don't remember a lick it of it, the, other than it there's a shark. Lucy K's bag of dicks joke in it. The fu- what year is it? What what's the suck a bag of dicks? Yeah. Does he say that in this? Yeah, in the trailer. Let me see if I can find it. Is that and that's a thing that that is a that's like a very early. 2010s thing. Oh, yeah. Like. Bag of dicks. Suck a bag of dicks. I don't know. Just suck a bag of dicks. Yeah. I don't know. Just like a bunch of dicks in a bag. You just describe a thing enough and people will laugh at it. Hmm. You should bring that back, Wit. When you do stand-up again. You know how I was th- thinking about watching do like an hour of stand-up the other day and just like really fucking being excited? It's Kyle Kinane. Though, And he's sort of helped invent that style of like just describing some a, a moment uh-huh and then he got copied so hard wait is this another language sorry gang i don't know oh, no that sounded like english that was english they call you peacemaker oh I, that's the I'm john wearing cena. headphones gang i'm sorry john cena the former professional wrestler and literally from the headphones it said i can i'm like hearing it i kind of like a uh, echo of it, and it literally sounds like literally sounds like a different language. But also, the phone is two inches from your face, so you are I'm definitely. So sorry. I don't know why I'm looking for it. Maybe I can. I'll put it in later. Cares. Oh god, sorry gang. Oh, Whatever, I'll see it open. Oh, I'm actually I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna, I'm right gonna see you just sorry. I'm so sorry, gang. I it was it was a red band trailer that it was in. Ch- check this out. An invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. 
What's the plan? How the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. <sighs> well, that's awesome sauce. <laughs> You know what that is? That's boss. <laughs> yeah, have you debated? Have you de- wait, wait, really, really debut this new thing? Oh, this is my new thing. Uh, that trailer for the new Suicide, suicide Squad Part 2, that's boss. <laughs> it looks like boss. So, gang, let me know. What do you it think looks about really awesome. Movie? They absolutely nailed it. I love this guy. That's a cool dude. Oh. Yeah, so me and Rob are talking about how we're going to be seeing three movies a week. I can tell by shooting this last... Me and Clay just worked together for about a month on something. Yeah. Um, and I can tell for certain it's going to be hard to get Clay to go to the first movie outing. Oh, yeah. Based on his overall demeanor yeah. being so, social okay, with, right with people. Oh, yeah. And we're hanging out unmasked with Clay right now. It seems like we're pulling, pulling literal teeth. So yeah. there's no way we're the, all this Hooters at the casino Hooters doing yeah. revamping. I love talking about it. Revamping power violence at yeah. the old theater. Yeah, um, going going to see movies, not going to the uh-uh. casino. There's not a way in hell that Clay's going to be involved. In that. Clay, I'm gonna I'm signing up for AMC A list, and I'm going to see three movies a week at the AMC in Burbank. How much is A list? I think it's like. I think it's like nineteen dollars a right month. Now, like it's a financial thing. And might not. be twenty dollars. <laughs> might be twenty dollars a Clay's month. Searching for an excuse of why yeah. he can't be a part. That's of That's like this. two movies a month. To be honest with you, if I can't see it in the Americana, who cares? Well, the Pacific Theaters has closing. to be bought by AMC, right? Yeah, it has to be. Who else is going to take over Pacific Theaters? Rave. What is there? Regal? Does that even exist anymore? Regal? Regal. I think Regal's done. So is Regal done too? I think Edwards Cinema is around. There's one of the. It's either Edward Cinema or Regal that also went out of business. I don't know. Just do fucking a one-off Hollywood theater, and put it at all these fancy malls in L.A. I just like, hate the idea of having to go to Burbank for a movie. But Burbank is pretty close to you. No, could, it's just like the the actual theaters. Because there's three theaters right next to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't remember what number is which? Like you, I think if you know the sixteen, you know that one. That's the sixteen's like the, the big remember one. Remember on my All birthday right. a few years ago, when we bought uh, CJ bought everybody tickets for my birthday to see um, a, one of the Avengers movies. Uh-huh. But CJ has a thing with just hanging out in general to where he likes to be able to lay down in order to hang out. Right. So he only will, it's pretty hard to get him to see movies uh, unless he's able to like choose a seat that reclines all the way back. And so he bought everybody tickets for that kind of theater, but it meant that nobody could sit next to each other, which kind of like defeated the whole purpose of doing that for my birthday party. I also remember like we were on our way back from somewhere and we wanted to go see Killing of a Sacred Deer and it just came out. And we were like, um, all right, cool. The, the AMC fucking seven or has it or what the fuck that theater is. We go in, we figure out which one it is. We find out someone that's on the third floor. And we go there. <laughs> and they go, I'm just now remembering. And I just go, hey, we're here for this movie that we already bought tickets to. Uh, what screen is it? Because I don't see it on the marquee. Because I don't think I'm in the right theater, maybe. And they go, oh, no, no, this is the theater. We just don't have it yet. We don't have it. They didn't bring it to us. I was like, no, no, you do have it because I bought tickets for it. They go, no, 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 they just, we, we don't have it. <laughs> what, the movie that you bought tickets for, we don't have it. Yeah, we're going to get it later. Somebody had, they still haven't got the person who was supposed to bring them the 
hard drive or whatever. Still hadn't brought it to him. AMC, you're a mess. How, you know how many directors out there are out there right now who just are just like running around copying Yorgos Lanthimos? Who who is he copying? Um, uh, like a Brazon type thing, you know, Robert. How yeah, did, but I can't say his name right. But like, um, just that like really stilted like, uh, or Aki Kurosaki, you know him? Um, he's it's like a more absurdist Aki Kurosaki. You know about this? Let me get no. a list of movies. I don't think I don't know. It's that's a Swedish if it's director. In a different language. I won't be able to figure out that it's supposed to be it's still a Finnish weird. director. Uh, Man without a past. You seen that? I have. I got that on DVD. This is one of the rare movies I got on DVD for some reason. Is that Harry Dean Stanton. You uh, talking about the the Elvis guy, right? Uh, you said what to me? They make like an Elvis movie. Yeah, he kind of. It's not like an Elvis. It's like these guys. Where are they from? The Red Elvises? No, 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 no. Um, uh, fucking. Are you it's thinking like, about it's, like, it's a fake band. A uh, I ain't nothing but a It's Leningrad Cowboys. Right. Uh, well, I'm just saying, how many directors out there right now went and saw Yorgos Lanthimos movie? You ever seen those Cowboys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those uh, guys. Jim Jarmusch is in this movie. They're, he has friends with and they thought, you know what? I don't have like any social skills whatsoever, and I have no life experience. I think I can really tap into this freaking Yorgos guy and like sort of suck the <laughs> spirit out of his movies and apply them to my own. Uh huh. And I'm gonna use it at an ex- the excuse of, oh, I'm, but I'm weird as like the reason for why it's okay that I'm doing this. How many people out there right now do you think are getting forty picture deals? Clay, I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm listening to you. I, I mean, 40 pictures is a lot of pictures. Tell you. Okay, two picture deals. Two picture deal? Yeah. A two picture deal would be Do they do, do that nice. anymore? Do they do that anymore? Don't they just, they make you, they force you to direct a Marvel movie. If you have a hit indie movie that is funny, Marvel movie's next bet. They're like, we're going to have to force you to make a few Marvel movies. Now, Clay, if yeah. um, Civil Dead is a hit, uh-huh. And they say we want you to direct the um, the freaking Go rocket rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Would you do it? Who's the rocket? Is that the little yeah. raccoon? Rocket, of course, dude. Rocket <laughs> and raccoon movie? Are you kidding me? Right, we're make... making the group rocket and group movie. Who do you think I am? What, where, where do you think I am in my life? Where I would turn down this amount of money? But you can't have anything to do with the script. I don't give a fuck. Just I don't. I don't want to have anything to do with the movie. Just give me the money. You also don't. You don't really direct anything except maybe some of the parts that are supposed to be funny. I get to direct. I feel the like can- did I you get watch to- the video of how the action scenes in Marvel movies are made? No, no. Oh my god, this is awesome! I can't wait to show you guys. There's a video that was turning on Twitter of how it's made, which is before the. A lot of times, before they even have a director, they've already directed the entire action sequence. So which that- is like half the movie. Yeah, so that big sequence at the end of the Avengers where he's like Avengers Assemble, uh-huh. that was like a thing that had already been CGI made without any of the real actors or like, it's not like the final scene. So like a board meeting a bo- that. It's like an animatic of the entire scene, exactly how it will be before there's even a script, like a, a finalized script. After or like making vision. a movie, I'll tell you one thing right now, I want to be that. I want to make that. I want to make those movies now. Where you know, it's already just made. He, the Coen Brothers, fucking Bong Joon Ho, Wes Anderson, 
Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson makes a cartoon of his movie before he makes it, like a fully like animated animatic. Oh my god, that's what I was. I mean, that's what we were talking about on set. Is like if we had the money to write and make a movie every year, where it was uh, nine months of pre-production and three months of shooting. No, my thought was like, hey, it's like you know, it's like the Werner Herzog type thing. Like storyboards is for like scaredy cats, and I want to go in and I want to find the magic. I want to, I want to run the scene. I want to find the magic with a camera. No, fuck that shit. I want to like have everything. I want the movie made before I make it. Well, that's how I think you got to kind of, unless the the story works with like that, like kind of loose, just like finding it in the moment, feeling vibe. You can't get away with that anymore because now nowadays movies are getting harder and harder to make with less and less money and less and less time. Oh boy, you know. But uh, here's the thing. I'm editing the movie now. Guess how many takes I did at most? Like fucking five or six. It's like where I capped off. I mean, my biggest moment in the whole movie, I think I was allowed to do it three times. Yeah. Because yeah. of light. No, no because we, were, style, we right? were filming We were filming the ending of the movie that has to do a certain time of the day. And before we did that, we had to do three shots to have the light be like matching the thing that we're about to do. And we only have so much time. And we, we only allowed you three takes, which is like my thing really. All right, we got it. Uh, just because the takes weren't like being that different, you were like emphasizing different things. But it's like you want to stay there all day and do it. But with this, it's like we there's so with filmmaking when you're making movies with other people. Guess what? There's tons of rules. Like the twelve hour rule, the fucking you have to like, uh, which is like it makes sense. But like the amount of time people fiddle with stuff on set. We were just sitting around and watch people fiddle with crap. It's, I don't like. Also, now, now, well, I've made a bunch of movies, and I've for the last however many, like five, six years, I've this has been my belief. But like, anytime someone's a bad actor in a movie, it's absolutely not their fault. Right. It's never their fault. It's always the director or the, it's the production's fault. It's like you could get any terrible actor. I mean, CJ is in our movie. He's, and he's the worst actor I've ever seen. Worst actor, life. admittedly. CJ's like, I'm literally the worst actor we in the world. We showed him like his worst takes. We show him his worst takes. Clay edits it into the movie. But we like are figuring out how to make it work. Clay edits it into the movie. Easily, so far, funniest part of the movie. Right. Is CJ. <laughs> so like so anytime there's a bad performance in a movie, it's absolutely not the actor's fault. Unless right. the person is like a giant movie star, and it's clear they're just like phoning it in, and or they're, can say they're taking, to them. They're, or they're like committing to something that they shouldn't commit to. Like what? Uh, you ever seen like um the uh, you remember Okja? Remember um, yeah. uh, what's his name from um Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. I like him in Okja. I think it's funny. I, I think well, it, I think you took it too far. This is, Jake. but this is where I think me and you Rod are different in Clay. Is I like the. And this is why me and Clay make a good team. Is right. like if I I like the hundred and ten percent bordering annoying, uh-huh. whereas Clay is all the way on the other side of that. Right. So well, I like people taking me in the middle. Cute, but like my man, I just whatever you're doing, you're not doing it for me. I'll tell you that much. I see. I like that. It's reminiscent of Ace Ventura. <laughs> it is, but like in the movie, I can't stop thinking like, all right, you're like. Listen, every movie, every comedy movie can have one 
absolute cartoon character. Well, in this one's CG. Or two, character. two cartoon characters. Well, but but the uh, inver- the opposite of that, or the same version of that, but with an opposite opinion, is when a hot, really hot, hot, hot actor guy uh-huh. decides to be Southern white trash. Oh yeah. Ooh, this is huge. But often he's British, and it's just him doing like a. Well, I do think I told you not to be driving down this road, and he's like not wearing a shirt and he's smoking yeah. a cigarette. Where they're like they're they're nailing what they want to do, but in right. your head, you're watching it. You go, like Jake, you're nailing it. Whatever you're doing, you're nailing it. It's just like it's not for me. But it is for me. And it is for you're something. Thinking, Clay is thinking that's this is for wit. Yes, that movie has a very funny southern accent, kind of out of nowhere. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, Live I Repeat. There's a woman who has like a southern accent, and it's true. Ooh. I don't know who it is. Man, I haven't seen that. Dude, that movie's rocking. When was yeah, the last oh, time yeah. you saw that, Clay? I saw it a long time when it came out, but when it came out, I saw it like four times. Not because I really wanted to, but just because like people were watching it around me a lot. And I loved it each time it was it played. That just is a- Talk about a movie that... Well, that has that has the Tom. Cr- I don't. I don't know if that's a Doug Lyman thing. I don't know how, how it is. What? What? Um, like if it's if it's the re- the reason why it's so good, it's because of like him. I think he's a great director. But I have a conspiracy, not really conspiracy theory, a theory that Tom Cruise loves movies so much that any movie that he's in, he he him producing the movie makes the movie so much better. Yeah, because he is he's a so perfectionist. he's a perfectionist, which I don't think I don't I I think Doug Lyman might get a lot of credit for, and or if like anyone else made a movie with um, Tom Cruise that the that director gets a well, he's um, like such a f- perfectionist with movies, and he knows exactly who to hire. Oh, that's another great person, Tom Cruise. I hate him in most movies. Really? Yes, I think that's th- insane. His big like. Oh my god. Um, I, I Clay, the way he you're acts wrong for that. Big, Clay, that's insane. Color of Money. I hate him in the Color of Money. But you're wrong for that. He, the way he acts big, I don't like. Even though I know he's nailing it, and I know everyone else who's watching it thinks he's nailing it. But to me, he has a thing that he plays a super confident guy. But I can never buy it. I get what you're saying. When Tom Cruise is in his twenties. He does his big can, like Jack Nicholson you, smile. He has his he does a Jack Nicholson thing where you can tell he doesn't have any friends or something. <laughs> or he like is like really lonely, but Sorry, he's this, like this episode's going long, but this, he's we projecting have this. this confidence that isn't super believable until he gets to Rain Man. And then in oh, Rain, Rain Man, Man he's perfect. But in Rain Man he's pl- playing like a guy who needs to act like he has everything going on when he he like kind of doesn't. But in Color of Money, up. he plays the Jack Nicholson part big, where he goes, "Yeah," he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah," when he's like celebrating winning right. a fucking pool game, and it's like you behind those eyes, you can you can you can't see a friend in sight. <laughs> like you know, there's, there's a funny thing in uh, in Mission Impossible out of the whatever the last one was, where it's like you have to believe that Tom Cruise is in love with this woman, right? And you're like, I don't fucking buy that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> He has that problem. He has a problem where he can't. What movie is it? He can't in be Mission Impossible, human. the newest one. You like have to buy that he's like. Oh yeah, no. Remember we saw the one like a, a few Mission Impossibles ago. Yeah. Which those 
they're great. They're so but good. Those movies are incredible, but it, it becomes unbelievable when he has to just be like having a, a beer with his friends. I think okay, and that's another like thing not believable. Is I don't think he's that great in Eyes Wide Shut, but it like it no. works perfectly. No, for you're, the, that's you know wrong. it works perfectly for the movie, like um, because the movie is so works on dream logic, and like it, he has a detached. Um, He's emotionally detached in a lot of places, and I think it works for the movie completely. But like, I can never i I always see him acting in that movie. Well, I don't care if I see someone acting. I like for me at the end of the day, Tom Cruise is a good example of it. Is like if somebody's just making a choice and rolling with it, I'm like happy to see an actor just like act. I mean, Heather, I mean, Ice White Shirt is one of my favorite movies, and I love him in it. But he has a, he has a quality about him that makes him seem like he's never experienced real life before. He's only been on a movie set. He has that quality yeah. in him. And I think it works for the movie because the movie has a certain detachment to it. But I, I always – he's the one actor where, like – Dustin Hoffman, every time he's in a movie, I feel like you're really living this. Like, you are really this guy. Um, but in for some reason, I just I can't buy him hmm. in um, really any movie. Except for Mission Impossible 1. I don't know what Brian De Palma did. But you can't even buy him in Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. He's just like... There, there's just a certain. I mean, I my critique of him is like such on a nitpicky level, where it's just like there's there's he just has a quality about him. Like it's like a, a Michael Jackson syndrome. When you have you when you see Michael Jackson do something, you can instantly tell he's never le- he's never left. Yeah, his it's house hard alone. to think about him like turning on the shower right. to take a shower. So, but to cl- your favorite actors are like an Elliot Gould, yes, Dustin Hoffman, or yeah. Well, even Dustin Hoffman, though, is always, he's always Bob swinging Alabama. for the fences. Dustin Hoffman, with a lot of his parts, he's definitely, playing definitely. a funny little guy. Yeah. Captain Hook is definitely, definitely guy. Yeah. Um, I like a I like an actor who goes, oh, that's what you're doing? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, let's I, let's I, watch I'm that. Saying, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't like that. It's just sometimes. I'll try that out. Jake Hall and Octra, you, you go, oh, you're doing that? Uh, I will. You just don't totally buy it as a human. You buy it as an actor doing a role that he's having a lot of fun with. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun. I love to see someone having fun. But I, that's the thing is I like the having the fun part. Mm. I can feel it. I somebody too, who's but... Somebody who's having fun with a part, Hugh Jackman, once he gets to the... Hugh Jackman is great. I love Hugh Once he gets Jackman. to the solo Wolverine world. Oh, yeah. Like, huge Jackman. He starts great that huge. He's <laughs> huge having Jackman, a lot of fun. Yeah. And then he's in that movie. I think it's called Bad Education on um, HBO. Oh, he's having fun with that part as well. Never seen that. I just like watching these guys having some fun. Yeah. Bob, Bob Odenkirk, when he's doing Better Call Saul, show I've never seen, other than some episodes with my dad. I'm like... What you've seen in, in Breaking Bad. Oh, I saw all of Breaking Bad. He's having some fun doing that, yeah. too. Um, freaking Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Or literally anything. It, literally anything. Yeah, good point. Do you like Joaquin Phoenix? Love Joaquin Phoenix. And I buy him in everything he does. I never, I never have. And it, a lot of that is because you know he's had a real life... And right. because you don't know a single thing about him, like um, I don't know a lick about him other than he had a. I think hard what what childhood. it really is is like if I can imagine the actor drove himself home that night, <laughs> then it's, 
and I don't have that problem. That does help. Yeah, if you can picture the actor like making themselves like uh, some coffee in the morning, right? It really does help me like That's want to root only for problem. them as an actor. Yeah, try to think movie. of Tom Cruise like making an egg. Yeah, yeah. but then again, that doesn't really work <laughs> with Jake Gyllenhaal because I can he he drove himself home from set, and I for some reason didn't care for him. And he's Oscar. he's even more Hollywood than Tom Cruise. His dad's so? famous DP. Yeah, I don't grew know up this. in the you industry. You always tell me about this. And then Tom like Cruise, he was just a normal kid until he was like in his early twenties. Yeah, that's the craziest part about Tom Cruise. What was his first movie? He was a normal guy until he got cast in Taps, which was a movie in the or, you know, early eighties. Here's here's another one. Um, fucking wait, why did I even go into this? Because I can't fucking I can never remember his name. He plays the hippie in Apocalypse Now. He directed. Dustin uh, Dustin, Hopper. No, oh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper makes big choices, but I guess it doesn't really make sense because he's just amplifying who he already is. He's already but, crazy and like he's like a guy, Nicolas Cage. That's true. When he plays crazy, I always buy it and I want to see more of it. I love him so. But much. that's the that's the way to go. Like if you just got stuck being an actor, you're not a director. You're not a writer. Right. Be crazy guy. That's how to have fun. But and then have a, does all of it. Have a private personal life. <laughs> but like just to go nuts, just to like be a guy who you're like, oh, that, that Whitmer Thomas, he's insane. And then you have like a healthy relationship right. and a wife and some kids and stuff. But the thing is, is it never works that way. It's always like, oh, that guy, oh, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, you're going to have to be miserable. In Dennis Hopper life. blows himself up in the middle of Texas. You know about this? No. Uh, Richard Linklater has a really good video about this. They're like screening like Out of Blue or something. Out of the Blue, his like punk movie that he made, um, which I can't find. I need to fucking download. Um, he talked about how he screened the movie in Austin, Texas one time, and Richard Linklater was just in the audience. And he goes, all right, cool. And he screened an, a video afterwards of him talking, but it was so avant-garde and weird that people walked out. And the people that stayed, he goes, all right, gang, we're all going to hop on a bus and we're going to go to this, like, fucking rodeo. And I go, okay, so all these weird people that decided to stick around through his, like, avant-garde, like, Q&A afterwards got on the thing. And he goes, all right, cool, I'm going to blow myself up, but I'm going to have bombs all the way around me. And them going off uh, in such in a, such an order and way, it creates a vacuum, and whoever's in that vacuum is safe. I don't know how it works, whatever. But he did it, and uh, he blew himself up, and then the next day he had to go to rehab or something. But he was like a fucking madman. Oh, yeah. I mean... But then you watch Apocalypse Now, and you're like, this is a great movie. And, and Apoc- then when, when he comes up, you're like, now this movie's really good. Well, yeah, and he like refused to listen to anything <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola said. He only wanted to do his own thing. Everybody on set was trying to impress Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando had his own... Marlon Brando had the cue cards all over the place. Oh, yeah. I'm like... Sometimes people are like, actors aren't artists. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're just fucking people who want to goof off. Like, they just, like, want to goof... Like, have some focused goof off. I don't know, though. But sometimes... Sometimes there's a person that has it. And they just fuck But don't you think... Like, sometimes I think about Joaquin Phoenix, who seems like such a serious guy. I don't know what fucking lick about this guy... Other than that, he dated my friend one time, and the way that he broke up with her is that he was like, this just isn't really working, don't you think? And she was like, I don't know, I really like you. And he goes, yeah, but, I mean, come on, right? I mean, look at me. And she was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's how they, 
she said it was just like a very okay. honest and appropriate way to break up with someone. You know, my favorite thing is, favorite thing in the whole world is the David Letterman interview after the master. Remember that? I don't remember the post, um, I'm still here. So he did the I'm still here thing. And David Letterman thought it was an absolute fucking joke. Like, get off the stage. Like, you don't go into my show and try to prank me. And then afterwards, he did fucking The Master, which is, like, unquestionably just, like, incredible yeah. work of art as, a, like, an actor. And David Letterman, is just, it's just a, he was so amused by that, about having such an idea of him in his mind. And then he did, like, a fucking incredible movie. And Joaquin Phoenix is so embarrassed by this, like that. It, I don't think that he is, but he, he he gives off the impression that he was embarrassed by that movie. I think both of him and Casey Affleck are embarrassed because of what happened while making that movie. Yeah, well, this, yeah, yeah. I know that Casey Affleck has said, like, I regret wholeheartedly, I regret, like, even making that movie in the first right. place. But when I, me and you saw it in the theater, we loved every second of it. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. I've never rewatched it. Yeah, me neither. But I remember thinking, like, this is awesome. This is really funny. Yeah. He poops on a person. Remember when he poops on a person who's sleeping? Well, Casey Affleck did other things while people were sleeping, so. Right, and that's why they regret making it, I imagine. Um, But yeah, I think that all these freaking fancy ass. When I think about Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, this guy's who's probably had a hard childhood in some capacity and now he makes one movie every few years and he like commits wholeheartedly to just like goofing off in like the most committed way it's the same shit with um i don't know like you listen to freaking some ridiculous stupid ass metalcore band it's just like they just wanted to make a fucking song where they like have to goof off as much as possible well, some bands don't. No, I know what you mean, but... Right, I, I've only ever liked a metalcore band that's kind of funny. Uh, Horse the Band? <laughs> yeah. Well, Horse the Band or like Chariot. Right. Chariot so, seemed like a band where they were just having fun. Don't take it so seriously. You know how many times we saw Horse the Band in high school? Oh, that, that was huge. We saw them like three times. That Remember there was like a, there a keyboard player? People would always yell Napoleon Dynamite at him. Well, it's his fucking would, fault because he, he looked just go, like Shut him. Shut the fuck up! He did really, man. He looked just like him, and you dressed like him too. Yeah, he wears a vote for Pedro shirt every day. He would wear like short he shorts. He basically and... did. He <laughs> honestly he basically like did. In retrospect, we should see what he looks like. Because... I remember looking at their MySpace and seeing that they're from Hollywood, and I go, "What does that mean?" They're from Hollywood, California. No. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm looking at him right now, and he looks exactly like... He looks exactly like him. Yeah, it's his fucking fault. Yeah, no, he looks exactly like him. That's that's very clearly... Um, you look too much like Napoleon Dynamite to really complain about it. You don't look like this. They're really from Lake Forest, California. This could be... Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's his fucking fault. And he's playing the fucking keyboard in a fucking... In some short shorts and a funny 80s sweater. Yeah, it's your fucking fault, dude. You walked right into that fucking... You know, You're the I, one used, that stepped I used on that to wear... Rig. Remember when we would play in high school and I would always wear those, like, shirts from the 70s with the big collars? Yeah. And everybody called me Eric Foreman. 
And I, I was okay with it. I was happy anybody was paying attention to me. To be you honest. ever watched that Sony show? Yeah, seen it. Have you ever seen anything more perfectly casted? No. And also, just like, what a wa- watchable... It's kind of crazy what they were able to pull off with all of those different characters. And it's multi-camera, but it doesn't feel, like, too forced in any kind of way. No! Eric Foreman, who played him? Topher Grace. Best, best thing he's ever done in his life. And you know how he was cast? Uh-uh. The casting director's... Like, Relative was in a school play in San Diego, and Topher Grace was in that play, and then they called him and were like, would you want to do this? Oh, really? He was just (laughs) in high school. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. How could that ever possibly happen? You know the hardest thing about that movie is? Well, he had to audition and shit, but still, he got it. Getting Ashton Kutcher to take take his fucking... Um, trucker hat off for one fucking second. Is Von Dutch hat? Yeah, is Von Dutch. Was there ever? Is, a is there a way that? Listen, dude. I know, like you are like a big actor now, but can you take your Von Dutch off for one fucking second so we can <laughs> film a scene of the show? <laughs> Was there ever a moment where you thought Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher like? I remember thinking he was very funny. But I, I do think, I remember being like very aware of how he was dressed at all times and thinking like he kind of looks like an idiot. Yeah, no. I mean, he plays a very good idiot. Yeah, for sure. Anything more than that, though, is maybe a little too much for and him. And now he's just like a normal guy who's like known for being an investor and shit. Yeah. He invests in startups. He's got business brain. He sucks. And now he's like super rich. Yeah. That's all he cares about, right? It's like these businesses yeah, and shit. I think so. He's got business brain and it's lame. Yeah, fucking hate He could have just been like a funny actor. Who has business brain? You just don't tell him anybody about. Don't it. yeah. Don't let us know you got business brain. We don't. But he's always trying to give <laughs> advice on the internet. Yeah, we don't need that shit. <laughs> Where do you learn that? Where do you become that guy? You have a dad that tells you about tells it. You that shit. Let's do commentary for spread. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I'd love to. <laughs> spread is made by this guy. I think his name's David McKenzie. Chris McKenzie. That's the craziest. Sorry, this episode's going for so long, thing, but yeah, we should probably end the episode, should we? Well, How hold on. Let's been? talk about spread one time. For one time. I have to go piss though. Because Dave, hold on. Well, this is the last thing we'll say. Oh David God. McKenzie is like a, an amazing director. He's directed nothing but good movies, and then Spread. His first movie is Spread. His fir- his first his movie fir- was it's spread? one of his first movies. What the hell? What's Might wrong be his with second him? movie. And it is pure shit, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> But it's not really his fault. It's kind of nobody's fault. It's everyone's fault. You put stuff, put your fucking foot on that set. It's your fault. Don't you know who would have been good spread at spread? Who? Stifler. Stifler probably would have better, been Stifler? better at spread. Sean Williams guy. Oh yeah. You put Stifler as the main guy in spread. Oh my god. Definitely. Remember when we saw Stifler or Sean William Scott do a Q and A? What movie was that? For? I think it was called The Promotion, and he was the <laughs> nicest yeah. guy ever. John Z. Riley movie. Yeah. No. Sweetest man. Couldn't, couldn't find a sweeter one. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Mm-mm. This is about 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a landmark era in my Listen, life. I love Stifler. We love st- more Sean William Scott. Dude, he he's funny. fucking okay. kills There's it. a movie theater called The Landmark out here. I, lo- I they, love The Landmark. When they came out, that was that's owned by a businessman, the guy from fucking Shark Is that Tank. owned by Mark Cuban? Yeah. Um... They would do Q and A's, 
of their a lot of movies when they first came out. Yeah. They would, we saw Step Brothers. So every like we saw like that most, we saw every Pineapple like Express. expensive like independent film that would come out. Yeah, we would go see there, and there would always be a Q and A afterwards. Unexpected too. And that one, it was Fred Armisen and John William Scott. Yeah. And I remember being sort of slightly annoyed because they were having too much fun and goofing off and weren't answering the questions. Yeah. All the way. But they still seem very nice. I mean, after that movie, I remember whispering to me, saying, I have so many questions. I was like, how does he... Yeah. Where yeah. the... What's the main question from every Q&A is, how, how, did, how do you cast the actors? How did you get in it? Yeah. That's probably what I was thinking the whole time. We saw so many movies My that I would call now... My dad today asked me why I'm not Bruce Wayne. Literally right. every... Every Q and A I've ever been to, there's somebody who asks, "How did you cast the actors?" I'm trying to figure out. Well, what they were t- famous, and then there's like 20 famous people right now, so you just pick one of them. I'm trying to think of the name of the movies, the type of like give the type of movies that we saw there a name. The best I could do is IFC DVD. Yeah, it was like two million dollar indie movies from that era. Yeah, so that you could put in the indie indie section of a blockbuster. Yeah, Management was another one we saw. Rocket Science. Rocket like, Science. Year of a Dog. Um, we didn't see Savages there. I think Savages came out when we were in high school. No, no, we saw Savages. These are all Lou oh, Taylor. Did we, did we? Yeah. And you're telling me these are all Lou Taylor Pucci style movies. I mean, Lou Taylor Pucci <laughs> would have been all over these movies. I don't remember him being in any of these, but he would have been in these. Like if Thumbsucker came out while we were in L.A., he'd yeah. be front row and center for that. Oh yeah, freaky little flick. Okay, well that's probably let's let's end it with some Lou Taylor Pucci talk. We love Lou Taylor Pucci. Yeah. And there's uh, a, there's two things that we love on this podcast: Lou Taylor Pucci and Scooby Doo. Well, pup named. A pup named. Oh yeah, pup named. Okay, anywho, gang. Sorry this episode's so long. Bye, gang. Bye. Bye.